Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of The Database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, and you just entered The Database. And for today's issue, we're going to talk about Shabbos Hagadol. What exactly is Shabbos Hagadol? Why is it called that? And while we're on the topic, when is Shabbos Hagadol? Was it this past Shabbos? Or is it going to be this coming Shabbos, which is also Erev Pesach? So technically, I believe it's this coming Shabbos. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, though probably a lot of you have heard Shabbos HaGadol Drushes this past Shabbos. And it could be, the argument can be made, that which Shabbos is actually Shabbos HaGadol might depend on the reason for why Shabbos is called Shabbos HaGadol. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about right now. Talk about a little bit what is the avoda of Shabbos HaGadol, what are we supposed to gain from Shabbos HaGadol. Now, before I do... I want to give all the credit for today's shir where it is due, and it is due to Rav Menachem Kasher and his incredible Haggadah, the Torah Shleim Haggadah, which I already advertised and endorsed in a previous Real Talk Torah with a discussion about how to read the Haggadah, and hopefully there will be a follow-up in Pesach Panorama to that issue. In fact, we have a lot of content coming out this week. I'm going to be flooding you with content, so just get ready from Baal Workshop, to Parsha, to all the Pesach material, the Ezra Hashem. But all the, um, the discussion that we're going to have today about Shabbos Haggadah comes from an essay from the Torah Shlema Haggadah, which has incredible, incredible sources, and he has a particular essay, all Hebrew, of course, but an essay on Shabbos Haggadah, which I'm going to give you a synopsis of. Uh, maybe more than a synopsis, we'll, we'll give you each reason that appears. There are so many different reasons for why Shabbos HaGadol is called Shabbos HaGadol. And Ezra Hashem, we'll, we'll get to all the ones that appear in the essay. Some of the answers will compel you. Some of them are really um, intriguing for sure. Some of them maybe less so, but you know we'll, we'll go with each one. Also, um, I'll just um, apologize that, um, you know, truth is I'm not really sorry. There's nothing I can do about this. It's not my fault. Um, I blame the, the changing of the clocks and uh, the, the will of the Rebun Shalom, which, um, you know, the Hashem's world. But I am getting over a cold. Um, Baruch Hashem, it turns out it's not COVID. You know, in the era of COVID, we forget that there are other kinds of illnesses. Um, so I am getting over a little cold. You might be able to, to pick up in the nasaliness of my voice. But Baruch Hashem, I'm, it's, we're, we're on the upside now. I'm feeling much better now. Um, and that's the reason why there was a little bit less content last week. Anyway. So let's move on to Shabbos HaGadol. So perhaps the very first answer that Rav Menachem Kasha brings in the Torah Shlema is the most famous answer as to why Shabbos HaGadol is named as it is. He brings it down in the name of Tosfos, the Das Zekenim, the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Buri even bring it down. And he also quotes it in the name of a sefer known as Sefer Ora Larashi. I don't know if that's actually ascribed to Rashi himself. It sounds like it is. If not, if anyone knows anything about the Saver, please feel free to reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. But the most famous answer that's given was that this was the day, um, which originally was actually Yud of Nisan, the 10th of Nisan. Now, obviously, it doesn't fall out that way every year, but that Shabbos was the Shabbos that the B'nai Israel had the sheep of the Egyptians, right? Or they had their own sheep, but the Egyptian god was the sheep, at least one of them. And they actually tied the sheep to their bed, and the Egyptians, um, they saw it, and, they, and the, the Bnei Israel did this in plain sight of the Egyptians, and the Egyptians could do nothing about it. The Bnei Israel 
um, expressed and displayed their faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem made it so that nothing bad would happen to them, even though right in front of the Egyptians they were basically getting ready to slaughter their gods. So that's pretty incredible. And so they say that in, in um, commemoration of the Nes Gadol, right, the, the great miracle, right, it sounds like almost Hanukkah, Nes Gadol Hayasham, but in, in, in memory of the, the Nes Gadol, so that's why Shabbos is called Shabbos HaGadol, based on the Nes Gadol. Now, the obvious uh, problem with this answer, this is the most famous answer, and this is the answer that you'll hear everyone quote, is just a little bit of, of a strange connection because we, the emphasis shouldn't be on Hagadol, the emphasis should be on the Nes, if you want to say it's the Nes. If you want to say the emphasis should be on the Amuna and Bitachon of the Bnei Israel, then it should be Shabbos HaAmuna or something like that, or Shabbos Bitachon. So if, it's, if, if the emphasis is supposed to be on the Nes, either way, it shouldn't really, the, the name shouldn't be Shabbos HaGadol, but that's the most famous answer that's given. But of course, Rav Nachum Kasher does not stop there. He gives us even more. So another answer that's quoted in the name of the Chizkuni, the Abu Dram quotes it, B'Shem Namachzer Vitri. The Prichadash also quotes it, um, and the Olos Ephraim also quotes it, B'Shem um, Namanhig. And these, um, I'm actually putting more than one answer together here based on these sources. But they point out... Um, I'll start with the Chizkuni, basically. But they point out that this was the mitzvah rishona of Klal Yisrael. Now, obviously, you know, the first mitzvah that they received was Rosh Chodesh, but this was the first mitzvah that they actually got up and observed. They actually went through the motions. They took the sheep for themselves, and then they tied it, and they were getting it ready. This first mitzvah that they were, that they were doing, so it's in schus of the mitzvah, that, that and being the first mitzvah that they actually practiced, that's why we have a special name for the Shabbos, Shabbos HaGadol. And in this vein, they suggest that perhaps the idea is like that the Bnei Yisrael were becoming, as it were, like a Gadol. They were maturing. They were becoming Bar Mitzvah, as it were. They were becoming Chayev in Mitzvos. So therefore, since they are like a Gadol, this Shabbos is henceforth known as Shabbos HaGadol. And in that vein, the Olos of Ephraim points out, B'Shem the Manhig, a related idea that we have a principle in Halacha known as, and it's really, I guess in Hashkafa as well, comes up from the Gemara of Odazara, perhaps other places as well, Gadol ha-metzuva that the one who is obligated in mitzvahs, the one who is commanded in mitzvahs, he has a greater schus in the mitzvah than the person who volunteers a mitzvah. Now you might say, ah, oh, the person who volunteers the mitzvah is actually better because he doesn't have to and he's doing it anyway. So in Yiddishkeit, it doesn't fully work like that. There is a concept of volunteering, on the Nedivas Halev, which is a beautiful thing. But we believe, and Tosfus brings this down in the Gemara of that the person who is commanded, once he's obligated, he naturally has a Yetzirah to go in the opposite direction. And when it comes to what a person is supposed to do, what is Rasul Hashem, that you should do this, even though we might say that not everything is value neutral, meaning... Even though you're not obligated, maybe you should go ahead and do the right thing, do a good thing. But for a person who is obligated, it's a priority for that person to, to engage in the mitzvah. But the Olos of Rhyme, B'Shem the Manhig, says that the Lashon of Shabbos HaGadol is perhaps playing off of Gadol HaMitzvah Vyosa, that greater is the one who is mitzvah. This is the first time that the B'nai Shal were commanded in any mitzvahs. And now they are observing that mitzvah. So whether it's referring to the maturity of Kalah Yisrael, that they became a gadol, or the idea of gadol ha 
Now, these are certainly connections. If you're not fully compelled yet, so maybe you'll be compelled by some of the other ones. This idea comes back to the idea of the Shabbos Hagadol Drasha. So there are many different versions of why Shabbos Hagadol is named as it is based on the Shabbos Hagadol Drasha. So in no particular order, the basic idea is that it's the the Drasha Hagadol, that it's a big Drasha now, not, it's not just that it's a big drasha, but the Shiboli Halekit points out that the idea mainly is that the day feels like a very long day because of the long drasha. And um, the whole point of the Shabbos Hagadol drasha was so that people can learn all the halachos of the day. We also know that there's a Shabbos Shuvah drasha, um, which um, is right before Yom Kippur. And the idea there as well is since Yom Kippur and Pesach, they both have very complicated halachos in a certain sense, and there's a lot to know going into those days. So a long time ago, even if maybe nowadays you hear a drasha every Shabbos, but these particular Shabbosos, before, Shabbos, before um, Pesach and before Yom Kippur, they really needed a drasha, so they had a special drasha. So certainly the Shibole Halakeh won't, um, won't be able to answer, uh, at least this answer won't be able to answer why Shabbos Shuvah is called as it is. You might just say that, oh yeah, we could have called that one Shabbos HaGadol too, but Shabbos Shuvah, um, you know, the idea of Teshuvah, um, dominates the day, and therefore you didn't really need to. Perhaps, but that doesn't really explain then why this one is called Shabbos Agadol. You couldn't find a name that's more thematic. Um, but in a similar vein, we have also the Pardes Larashi. I don't know if that's also a Sefer written by Rashi, or ascribed to Rashi, or Talmudim of Rashi. I'm not sure that you can look that up. So there's this, the other Sefer we mentioned earlier was Sefer Ora Larashi, and this one is um, the Pardes Larashi. Okay? And then there's the Maharil. They say um, an idea that um, the the idea that it's the Gadol Ha'ir, the great one of the city, meaning the Rav of the Kehila, the Rav of the town, he gave the Drasha. So it's not necessarily talking about the Drasha or the length of the day, but it's talking about the individual who delivered the Drasha. He was the Gadol. And some say, and um, they also say that maybe it might be the Kehila Gadol. It's where everyone gathers together in a great gathering. Maybe that's why it's called Shabbos Gadol. Maybe it's the Halachos Gedolos, the great Halachos. But that that one's hard to accept because then it should be Shabbos Gedolos. I don't know, but maybe you would say that Shabbos would be modified by the adjective Gadol, whereas Halachos would be Gedolos. But it's um, but it's called Shabbos Hagadol because that's the time that they teach so many great Halachos. Um, so you know you could take that one or leave it. Um, the, you know the people who are suggesting these answers are greater than you and I. But uh, these are some of the answers that are brought down. There are more though. Okay, so. But um, you know, before we move on to the next one, so you might say that you know it's appropriate to refer to last week's Shabbos as Shabbos Hagadol because that was the time where all the drushos were being delivered, right? Because if you would give a Shabbos Hagadol drusha on erev Pesach, so at that point, you know, people have done bedikas chametz already. People are hopefully haven't have, they have already gotten rid of their chametz and and are are thoroughly prepared for the sedarim or the seder, and if they're not. Then you know at that at that point you might be too late, right? So like uh, it, it's, it almost seems pointless if people were traveling from far and near to get to the Shabbos Hagadol Drasha so they can be there before Pesach. So it certainly seems more appropriate that the Shabbos Hagadol would be the, if, if it's based on the Drasha, then that should be the name of the Shabbos when the Drasha is delivered. You know, kind of like an Ufraf. When is the Ufraf? Is it before the man? Is it before the wedding, or is it, um, or is it whenever the Chassan decides to get his Aliyah because maybe he's going out of town for a wedding? Um, and, and a long time ago, um, in the same vein, if they had to travel far 
then they would do the Shabbos that they leave their town. That, that was when they had their Afraf. That's when the Chassan got his Aliyah. So maybe in the same vein here, Shabbos Agadah would be the day that the Drush is delivered. And, and the, the, if, if Pesach should fall out on Motzei Shabbos like it does this year, so maybe that wouldn't be called Shabbos Agadah. The problem is, I believe, the Yotzros, which we've mentioned in the past in past podcasts, the piyotim that are added into the Shemona Esrei. Now, really, we said that technically those are referred to as the Krovos, though they've commonly been known as the Yotzros. So just for the sake of, of simplicity, we'll call them the Yotzros. The reason they're called the Yotzros, we've said in the past, is that they are inserted into the part of the davening by Yotzer or Avarei Choshech. The Krovos um, are referred to as the ones that are said in, during Shemona Esrei, and this is because um, it's the person who comes close. Shemona Esrei is considered a, a approaching Hashem coming close. But anyway, the Yotzros for Shabbos HaGadol, um, I believe they are recited on this coming Shabbos. For the Kehilos, the communities that recite the Yotzros, they would say them this coming Shabbos, which is actually also Erev Pesach. And um, that would seem to then tell us that there's apparently an avoda of Shabbos Hagadol that is even without the Shabbos Hagadol drasha. And that might also tell us that even the name Shabbos Hagadol has something more to do with what's happening this Shabbos, this coming Shabbos. Um, and, and again, not necessarily connected to the drasha that would more conveniently be delivered the week prior. So what might that be? So we have a couple of other answers. So the Ravnachim Kasher brings down from the Orim Gedolim and the Shemen Hamor that really the name Shabbos HaGadol is not actually specifying that this Shabbos is greater than any other Shabbos, but that this Shabbos is greater than the Shabbos that is known, that, that the Pesach, which is known as Shabbos. Right? The Chumash refers to Pesach as Shabbos. Um, when talking about Sefiris Omer, it says, Mimacharas HaShabbos, you start counting from the day after Shabbos. Now, this is a, a classic maklokis between the Karaites, um, the, the Tzedukim, and the Perushim, the, the Chazal as we know them, the, um, the, the, the Chachamim, who know how to darshan the Torah properly, versus the Karaites that just believe in Torah Shebech which on its face is foolish. But anyway, that's the, that's the maklokis, the, 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 the People who just believe in Torah Shabbat they say, no, it means Shabbos, like regular Shabbos. Like, that's how they understand Pashup Shah. But we name this Shabbos Shabbos HaGadol because really Shabbos has a holier um, level than regular uh, Yom Tov. So this Shabbos, because it's regular Shabbos, to contrast it from Pesach, which is just Shabbos on a different level... So what we're saying about this Shabbos is that this is Shabbos Hagadol as opposed to Pesach, meaning every Shabbos really, in a certain sense, is Shabbos Hagadol. And by the way, if you look in our benching in Ritzei, Ritzei refers to Shabbos as HaShabbos Hagadol. We say this every single Shabbos. Look in Ritzei. We call it HaShabbos Hagadol. So maybe there's something to be said about how every Shabbos is really Shabbos Hagadol. When we call this coming Shabbos, or last week's Shabbos if you want, um, if you call that one Shabbos Hagadol, what we're really doing is differentiating it from Pesach. Probably more appropriate to call the Shabbos right before Pesach Shabbos Hagadol, because that's differentiating that from the Pesach Shabbos, which is really just Yom Tov. Um, and again, which, uh, which the Torah, in the context of Sfirah Omer, refers to Pesach as a Shabbos. Now, the Rav Nachum Kasher also brings down a shot that this was a, on, on this Shabbos, they, they, said, they, they did so many extra tefilos and an extra tehillim, and they even said Shabbos, uh, they said Halal Haggadah. Ah, Halal Haggadah, which also makes it into our Seder. It's in our, our Haggadah. But they, um, so 
Rav Nachman Kasha brings down a possibility that it's referred to Shabbos Hagadol because it's short for Shabbos Halal Hagadol. This was the day that they recited Halal Hagadol, meaning not just in our Pesukei de Zimra on Shabbos, which we do every week anyway, but they, they would do extra Tehillim and they would say Shab- they would say Halal Hagadol again. Because that's another shot. Now, the Mata Arun quotes, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back to this one, actually. I'm going to, because the, the, there's a shot that I'm very compelled by, mainly because... I was mechaving to this pshat. I thought of this pshat of my own. And we'll see that this pshat is rejected by some. In fact, uh, so, uh, rejected by one of the ones who suggests it. <laughs> but I'm still very compelled by it. And I will tell you why I'm not so compelled by the arguments against the pshat. I'll come back to it because I want to get to the other ones first. So the... the I believe it was the Tzafnas Panea who quotes in the name of the Mabit that this Shabbos is referred to as Shabbos HaGadol because in, in, um, this was the Shabbos that was, you know, as if to call it a Shabbos HaRichta. It's the long Shabbos. So the Shabbos HaGadol, but not for the same reason that the Shibbolei Leket says, not because there's a long drasha on that day, but particularly because this is the Shabbos that changed everything as we knew it. This is the Shabbos that after this Shabbos, there was absolutely no more Shibbolei of any sort. We were no longer slaves after this Shabbos because this was the last Shabbos before we finally left Mitzrayim. So this was the Shabbos that changed everything in a certain sense. So this is the long Shabbos, the Shabbos that, in a sense, never really ended. But this really connects very well to the Tosvos in the Gemara and Pesachim in Kuf Yud Zayin, which we just had recently in the Daf. Tosvos that says that the, the, the reason why you have to mention Zechir Letzias Mitzrayim in every single Shabbos Kiddush, which is because Shabbos is really a commemoration of Letzias Mitzrayim. And to bolster this idea... Tosus quotes in Medrash that says that the Avodah which we did in Mitzrayim, Perach, so that was reversed by Yitzias Mitzrayim. And if you look at the reverse of Perach, so what's the Atbash of Perach, right? So Atbash in Gematria, what you do is you, um, you pretend that you switch Aleph with Tuf, you switch Bez with Shin, and Gimel with Resh, and so on and so forth. And the word perach, which is the, uh, the back-breaking labor that we did in Mitzrayim, reverse that in Atbash, and it ends up equaling vagal, vav gimel which does not seem very significant at all. What does vagal mean? But the gematria of vagal is 39, the 39 malachas of Shabbos. So this was the Shabbos that changed everything, the Shabbos where, you know, the, the, that, that we no longer were doing the, the Lamitas Malachus on Shabbos, we were no longer um, subservient to the Mitzrayim, the backbreaking labor was finally reversed. And I was just thinking, parenthetically, that um, it's interesting that this, we have this connection between Shabbos and Pesach, and we also have Tfilas Tal on Pesach, and Tal is also the Gematria 39. I'm not sure what to do with that, but you can do what you want with it. Um, so going back to um, the, um, the Rav Nachum Kasher, he also brings down Hachodesh Hazelochem being the first mitzvah. Um, so maybe if this um, he somehow connects it to that, this was the Rishon Gadol sometimes means the first, and this is the first time we had mitzvahs, similar to other pshat that we suggested earlier. There's another pshat that the that the Rav Nachum Kasher quotes. I think this is a pretty famous pshat. Also, I know my father likes this pshat. Um, that really Hagadol might have actually supposed to have been, um, it should have not been Shabbos Hagadol, but it was a mistaken transmission that really meant to be called Shabbos Hagada, Hagada, like the, the book that we read on Pesach. It should have been called Shabbos Hagada, 
And over the years, people, you know, I'm mistaken the name and called Shabbos Haggadah. And it was supposed to be called Shabbos Haggadah because this was the Shabbos that we have the minhag of reading the Haggadah. Now, it's just, it's, it's, the only reason it's hard to accept is that, you know, a big mistake like that, and we have something so, so famous as Shabbos Haggadah, you would think that we would have a better handle on the actual name of the Shabbos. If it's called Shabbos Haggadah, then probably there's a reason why it was called Shabbos Haggadah. Um, the Shibboleth Halakha quotes another pshat that we find also um, in a sefer known as Maseches Mashkin, um, which um, um, is attributed to Rav Shlomo ben Hayasom, and he says that really, and this is this is mind blowing, but he says that really there was a Shabbos Hagadol before every Yom Tov, the Shabbos before every Yom Tov. He he quotes that there was a Shabbos Hagadol before Sukkot, there was a Shabbos Hagadol before Shuas. That every Shabbos, which is before the Yom Tov. So that would actually be called Shabbos Agadol, and he quotes some uh, some older sources that you find this that in writing you found that um, you know documentation of sorts that that refer to other Shabbos Agadols, which would make it not a Pesach idea. Though obviously nowadays it's clearly only a Pesach idea. You would wonder again for the same reason: was it really that way, or or you know, or somehow over time that, that it changed, or would we suggest that maybe you no, know, it was really always just a Pesach idea? Certainly, when it comes to the Yotzros, which I keep on mentioning, the Yotzros have a special tefillah for Shabbos Haggadol, and we'll hopefully talk about that in a little bit. But those Yotzros clearly are assuming that Shabbos Haggadol is a Pesach idea. Now to get up to the shot that I really like, because again, um, I, th- I thought of it too, and we could, I guess this can tell us a little bit where, um, where my thinking is. But the idea that the, where is it brought down? The Mata Moshe quotes this, B'Shem the Maharshal. I thought I once saw on Wikipedia that this same shot was quoted at B'Shem the Avud Raham, but I never saw it inside the Avud Raham. But I did see that the Rav Nachum Kasher brings it, B'Shem the Mata Aram, B'Shem the Maharshal, and ultimately the Maharshal rejects it. But let's, you know, let's give it a chance for a second. That what is, what, what's the basis for the name Shabbos Hagadol? And this was my thinking as well, that if you look in the Haftarah actually, at the very end of the Haftarah for Shabbos HaGadol, the Maftir, which comes from the very last Nevoah in all of, of Navi, and it's from Malachi. And Malachi is considered the final prophet before Mashiach, um, even though he's not the last book in, in, in Tanakh, but he's the last book in Navi. And the, um, the, most of the Haftarah is talking about, a lot of it is reprimanding B'nai Israel for you know, you know, generations of mistakes, but at the very end, he says, I'm going to behold him sending Hashem. He's going to come before the great day of Hashem. Sorry, before Lifne Yom Hashem. I already spoiled it. Lifne Bo Yom Hashem, Hagadol Vehanora. He's going to come before the great and awesome day of Hashem. And then he says, He's going to restore the hearts of the Bnei Israel onto, onto their fathers, and the hearts of the fathers are going to connect back to their sons. And we'll talk about the significance of that in just a minute. But what's the idea? This line in the Haftarah, which, by the way, is repeated at the very end of the Haftarah. It's one of those Haftarahs where, we, where it ends off on a negative line. So we repeat the previous... The, the, 
penultimate pasuk, the second to last pasuk. You know, it's not often that you get to use the word penultimate, but we repeat the penultimate pasuk, the second to last pasuk, uh, because that's the that's the climactic and positive, um, encouraging pasuk that says that Hashem is going to send Al Yehovah before the great and awesome day of Hashem. Now, this line, which clearly has the word Hagadol in it, and almost nowhere else in the actual liturgy, at least in the Kriyas Torah, of Shabbos Hagadol, do we actually find anything, any reference to Hagadol? Here's where it is. And the thinking behind this idea is that this Shabbos represents the Shabbos where we're reflecting, we're anticipating how, you know, just before Pesach, before the, the or really the Yom Hashem, which in, 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 the, in liturgy, at least in Navi, you look in Navi, you find Yom Hashem. It's always a reference to the final day, the you know the day of the, when Mashiach is going to come, the day of Armageddon, Gogol Magog, all, all, all the great things that we're anticipating. La Lavo. So all of that is is encompassed in the words Yom Hashem, which is a Yom that is Hagadol Vehanora. It's great and awesome, and. The Aliyahu Hanavi is going to be sent before that day. So Shabbos, which is the Shabbos right before Pesach, when we are anticipating Aliyahu Hanavi to come hopefully very soon, Lifnei Boyom Hashem Hagadol Vehanorah, it's the day that anticipates the Hayom Hagadol Vehanorah. It's anticipating the day of Geula. So it's the Shabbos that's anticipating the Hayom Hagadol Vehanorah. And, you know, if you're not compelled by it, so you might say, and I'll, 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 I'll emphasize that whenever we have you know, Shabbos HaGadol, we read this Haftorah no matter what, whether the Shabbos HaGadol falls out with Vayikra or Tzav, or in other years it, fall, it might fall out in Shemini or it might fall out in Sefer Shemos somewhere. Um, usually it falls out around this time, though. Um, no, actually, I think it's always in Sefer Vayikra. I think sometimes it falls out Parshas Mitzorah. Whenever it falls out, we always read this Haftorah. And what's important is that when almost, uh, you know, almost invariably, when we have a special Shabbos, it's named after the Maftir or the Haftorah. Right, the Dal Parshas, we just had all of them. The, the, all the Dal Parshas, the Shabbos, is named after the Maftir, whether it was Shkalim, Zachar, or, or um, Para, or Hachodesh. And even, um, so, and, uh, you know, you have um, Shabbos Shuva, Shabbos Nachamu. These are named from the most significant word of the Haftorah. Now, the reason why the Maharshal rejects this Peshah, which he brings down, is that if it's true that it's being named after the Haftarah, then, this, then the Shabbos should be named after the first line, not the last line of the Haftarah, right? And the first line of the Haftarah is actually, um, the Haftarah begins in Malachi, the third parak. It says, You might be familiar with this line, it's at the end of our Shemona Esrei. It says, that It'll be sweet to Hashem, the Mincha of Yehuda, the meal offering of Yehuda and Yerushalayim in the, in the um, as in the days of the, the former years, in the ancient years. So we're say, Hashem is saying that eventually, despite the fact that I'm about to reprimand you, but your kabbalahs will be sweet to me once again. Now, the reason why I reject this rejection personally, Leonidas Daiti, is that in order for the Haftarah to be really significant in terms of being that which the Shabbos is going to be named after, you have to find the most important line. right? When it comes to Shabbos Shuvah, Shabbos Nachamu, it's very easy. The whole essence of the Shabbos, of Shabbos Shuvah, is Teshuvah. Between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, that's clearly the idea. It's not just because it's one of the first words, but it's because that first word is significant. Same thing would go for Shabbos Nachamu, where we are just coming out of, of, of Tisha B'av, and we are dominating to have a, a, a consolation. So Nachamu is appropriate. 
Now, it might be a little bit more difficult when you get to Shabbos Chazon. It's named after Chazon Yishayahu. But there's not maybe a particular line in Yishayahu. Maybe the line that, that reads Eicha. But I don't think we're call, I don't know if it's as appropriate to call it Shabbos Eicha. Um, we, can, we can argue maybe if the Shabbos should have been called Shabbos Eicha. But it's called Shabbos Chazon, and Chazon is the, this is the famous vision of Yishayahu. So maybe it's appropriate to keep it as, as, as Shabbos Chazon. But the point is that in this particular Haftarah, most of the Haftarah, which is really describing the negative, the downside, the, what should be the humility of Kla Yisrael, which is similar to actually what we find on Pesach, at this particular time, it kind of makes sense to refer to this Shabbos based on the line that's not just said once in the Haftarah, but we repeat it. And it seems that's for this reason that we have the Haftarah. And you look in the art scroll Chumash, the stone Chumash, which will tell you different reasons for this Haftarah. They connect it to the faith of Klai Israel, And we have a line in the Haftarah, Zichr Taras Moshe, that they're supposed to remember the Torah of Moshe. We know that Klai Israel trusted in Moshe to fulfill the mitzvos. But we don't refer to the Shabbos as Shabbos Zichru, which, you know, despite the fact that I love the Zichru program so much, um... But, you know, know, despite that, it's not called that. It's called Shabbos Hagadol. And if you can tie it down to anything, the most Pashup shot, I would say, the place to look would be to look in the the Maftir. And we don't have a special addition to the Kriya Torah, but in the Haftarah, this is what we read about. And the the, the idea of the Haftarah is that Eliyahu Hanavi, he's going to come before the great day of Hashem, and we're and you know for us that's the day of the Geula, which in in those times is Pesach, and for us it'll be the Mashiach and Her Bimenu. Now, before we close out, I want to just connect this idea to another idea, and also talk a little bit about the Yotzros, because the Yotzros, um, which has been my latest nerdy hobby, which is to look at the piyutim that are um, added into the davening on special Shabbosos, which we, we've spoken about again in previous podcasts. So. I have to tell you, you should give them a read yourself. They're very fascinating. Get a get an art scroll, Chomish, uh, sorry, art scroll sitter or interlinear sitter. Um, I can tell you what page it is in the art scroll interlinear. That's the one I used. But I want to focus on the role of Eliyahu Hanavi in the Haggadah because Rav Simcha Bunmi Parshischa actually suggests that despite the fact that we know that the Haggadah it was was composed um, over generations by different people. There certainly it traces back to at least the Torah, I guess, if you think about Arami Ovid Avi, which was instituted by the Anshe Knesset Hagadola. So they, you know, they, our reading of Arami Ovid Avi comes from them. We know that there's, uh, we, we see um, parts of the Haggadah in Mishnayas. We see it in the Gemara. Rab and Shmuel have a discussion. What, where do you begin the Haggadah from? But Rav Simcha Parshescha says, that the Haggadah, whatever this means, was compiled by Eliyahu Hanavi. And I guess the, the um, anonymous texts that we don't know where they come from, he suggests come from there. He, he, he cites his support from the fact that we have a famous paragraph, Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu, which is a dubious paragraph in its own right. But he says the Lashon of Baruch HaMakom is a Lashon that's commonly found in Tanah de Eliyahu, which are the Brysos and the Gemara that are, 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 are ascribed and attributed to the... Academy of Eliyahu Hanavi, all the Torah, the teachings of Eliyahu Hanavi. But anyway, what would be the significance of the Haggadah and this Haftorah? Right, we have the minhag of reading the Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadah, probably in anticipation of the Seder and to prepare for the Seder. And in fact, I would argue that the Haggadah as we have it is most and much more appropriate for Shabbos Haggadah than it is for the Seder night itself. The reason I say this is because something that I mentioned in the previous Real Talk Torah is that most of the Haggadah 
contains instructions and is not the actual Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim itself. And we'll talk about this at Pesach Panorama when we have our no-nonsense Haggadah guide shear. But it's most appropriate to really go through the Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadah or as many days as you can before Pesach so that you'll be ready to, to actually, you know, you'll know which parts are the instructions, how to do Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim the right way, and which parts you should put emphasis on. But what does this have to do with Eliyahu Anabi? So if you go back to the Haftarah, the Haftarah, which we keep on mentioning from Malachi, which says that Eliyahu is going to come before the great day of Hashem, Haggadol v'Hanorah, and he's going to restore the hearts of the fathers onto their sons and the sons back onto their fathers. What does that mean? When is it that we see that the hearts of the fathers are paying attention to their sons, are devoted to their sons more than ever, and when the sons, vice versa, are their hearts are on their fathers, we find this magic on the magic of Seder night. Leil Seder, when it's the transmission between generations, when no matter how we treat each other, how we treat our kids, or how our kids treat us throughout the year, but on this night, we hope, with the, with the, with the help of Chanoch Lenar Al-Pidarko, right, we have Dalad Banim, you treat each son exactly the way they need to be treated for what they need for themselves, you pay attention to the needs of your child, and hopefully your child, right, if, if, you, um, if you are... Uh, if you're if you're dvarim are motzi and min alev, then they'll be nichnasin in alev. They're gonna if they come out of your heart, if it's a heart to heart, then it'll connect. If they're coming from your heart, it's gonna go into the heart of your kids, and then the kid's heart will return to you as well. That magic, which is a magic that we hope, where where fathers and sons reunite in the in the most special way, that's something that we get from the Haggadah, which would really explain the significance of Eliyahu and Avi coming just before Pesach and dropping off the Haggadah on our doorstep. There's plenty more to be said about that, um, but uh, that'll be enough on that. But in terms of the Yotzros, which again are just so fascinating, the the piyutim regarding uh, uh, that we say on Shabbos Hagadol, you could find them in the Art School Interlinear on page um, nine twenty eight. Talks about the story of Mitzrayim. Talks about how famous midrashim that we are familiar with from when we were kids. How Paro um, um, denied the existence of Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu says, let, you know, let us go because Hashem said you should let us go. Paro looked into his book of idols. And Moshe Rabbeinu has this really witty response that's quoted in, in the Putim in the Osros. He says, why are you looking for Hashem among the dead ones? He says, you, you, you expect a Kohen to go into a cemetery? Or you're going to find a Kohen in a cemetery? Like you're going to find Hashem's name in a book of dumb idols? And so we find a lot of that in the Piyotim. It also talks about how we carried the matzah up until the time that Hashem finally delivered us the mun. In fact, there are also um, very interesting pieces of our Haggadah that we might not have realized, they actually originate from the Yotzros. Right? Um, in in Nirza, there's a song that most people don't know a tune for. You could, uh, I guess, come up with your own tune. That, that, that poem comes from the Yotzros. talks about different miracles in history, different events in history that happened at midnight. Also, the famous paragraph of Chasal Sidor Pesach. Chasal Sidor Pesach, Kehil Chasal. So we think of that, that, that paragraph as a victory march at the end of the Seder, like we did it, um, which there's what to be said about that as well. That actually comes from a longer poem that's really just talking about the Hilchos Pesach. Rav Yosef Tuv Elam. If you look in the, in the Yotzros, you find that there's a, a tefillah, a rishus, where the Baal tefillah asks permission from Hashem to stand before him in tefillah, and he says, I'm going to delineate and elaborate on the Hilchos Pesach. We find a whole poem about all of the Hilchos Pesach, going from Badikas Chametz all the way to the end of the Seder. And in the poem that's titled, Elokei Haruchos, L'chol Basar, that poem at the very end, we find the paragraph of Chasal Sidor Pesach, which is literally saying that we finished arranging the Hilchos Pesach. 
um, which is obviously a slightly different connotation than the way we are singing it on, on Lael Seder at the very end of the Seder, but just something very interesting in its own right. Um, more to be said about that in the Pesach panorama. But now we have a lot to think about going into this Shabbos, which is probably the more technically accurate Shabbos Haggadol, with a bunch of different explanations of what Shabbos Haggadol is and what we're supposed to do with it. But I think, very simply, Shabbos Haggadol should be the day that we are anticipating miracles of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the miracles that can only be anticipated, Lifnei Bo'yom Hashem Haggadol Vehanora, um, and all the other different Pshatim in Shabbos Haggadol, not you know trying to discount um, other Pshatim. Um, the, you know, the, 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 but the, the idea of anticipating and preparing, preparing for that time of for the Bias and the Bias That's all time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So until next time, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the database.